And those things that did work are the things I'm gonna share with you today. With your permission slip to raise your standards and live an even more amazing life. Now, if you're feeling like that's way out of the ball game and you're really suffering with like pain and body guilt, shame, anxiety, depression, like these emotions run a lot of people's lives and that's not by accident. Our culture is set up to keep us in those emotions because it's easier to control people when they're in those emotions. But if you're on an awakening journey, you have recognized that those are there. You have taken the most crucial step to get out of that, which is to become aware that it's actually happening. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And how good. Good. It's uh, early morning here, but okay. I always wake up early anyway. The only thing I tried to put the makeup on, I'm shitter that I can't put the makeup <laughs> on. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to just take this all off. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. I, yeah, I'm really bad at that. Oh, I was like, oh, shouldn't even try. Stuff it. But, you know. <laughs> It was funny. I actually had a good laugh in the bathroom, but here I oh, am. Oh, that's good. It's, it's so good to be able to laugh at yourself like that. Uh, I don't Always. even try. Like, I've just been a, a non-makeup user my whole life, and, and so I don't, it's like, I don't have the gear. If Same. I were to, I'd probably end up with, like, you know, stuff all over my face. Yeah. I look really Same. My, my daughter moved out, so she left behind some makeup. So that's what I'm using. I never freaking buy the thing. Well, I don't I don't know what you look like normally, but I think you look great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, I don't know if you have seen the post that I put on my Facebook page and Instagram. I tagged you in it and that's fine. Um, okay. Yeah, I had a few comments like excited to see this and, you know, where can we find it later on and stuff like yeah, that. Awesome. Even though <clears throat> I did put um, WW Elena Harder podcast. Yeah, yeah I did that so oh, great. I asked for help from professionals to do that I'm not really technical <laughs> great yeah, I've got yeah. um yeah you'll have you'll have your own page that the your podcast will go on on my on my site so you can send people there and if there's awesome. questions from the podcast they'll be able to ask them as well yeah I want to thank you this is really brave what you are doing you know to get on with someone that you don't even know and have an actually conversation and find something in common. That's really brave for me. I said to oh. Susie, I said, Susie bloody hell, you know, why, why did you do that? And she said, just go. She's really nice and makes you feel comfortable. And I've watched your videos on YouTube and I love the one with kissing yourself. I ah. loved it. Oh, that's awesome. That's really something. That was oh, awesome. That's <laughs> interview with the what's his name Dolph, dolphin he's yeah. awesome yeah, yeah he's really amazing. brilliant yeah, yeah he's cool 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 yeah awesome yeah. stuff yeah and how do you know how do you know Susie? um i met her um, i think digitally a long way back too yeah Susie and i um i i followed her on youtube and i i knew she's here somewhere on gold coast I'm halfway Gold Coast, Brisbane. So okay. I, I just liked what she was posting. And I just followed her on um, Facebook, I think, her page as well. And then just I enrolled to study with Marisa Pia. 
Oh, and she was okay. in the group. And I was like, my God, lady, I'm actually following your YouTube channel. And after that, maybe a week after that, I suggested her to be on one of the podcasts with the, okay. um, Dr. Bart uh, Redmaker, I think. That's his surname. Okay. He's in America. He's all into Tony Robbins and stuff. So okay. she, she was on that podcast. But since then, we just become really good friends. Oh, really good that's friends. Great. She is beautiful. She oh, is so amazing. Sweet. An amazing soul. She's gorgeous. That's She's so beautiful. beautiful. Love my Susie. You know, when you meet someone and it seems like you've known each other for so long time, mm. that's what happened to us. She's awesome. Oh, really, oh that's brilliant so beautiful. Lady. Yeah. That's so She's good. Yeah. With me, you can see I have an accent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you're in yeah. Australia. So it's, yes, I came from Europe um, in 1998 as a refugee okay. here. I came wow. here with my daughter. Um, yeah. So it, it's interesting. When I met, went to America and you know, we were waiting for bus and people on the street were asking because my daughter, she speaks actually proper English. And mm. then <laughs> a man goes, where do you come from? I said, Australia. He said, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always funny. But yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that, that must have been a really um, intense experience, like immigrating to a new country as a refugee. I, yes, I it was. I couldn't speak English. I had no family. That was a scary thing. Maybe one of the biggest, scariest things I've done. So, wow, wow. Yeah, how did you... It was hard, actually. Difference? How? Oh, I lived in a refugee camp. Six of us lived in one room, so... It was really, you know, I was hard. It was really hard because you, deep inside, like deep down, I knew I don't belong there. There's more mm. for me. Mm. So I just followed that. I think I followed that. That was the main, like when you really, really know, you feel it inside. Yeah. There's yeah. more for me. Yeah. So wow. that's how I applied and got the visa in three months. So I was here. Speak wow. <laughs> yeah. That must have been really intimidating going to a country where you don't speak the language with your daughter. And, but also that feeling, you know, that you mentioned that like deep down, it's like that, that's got wisdom to tell you yeah, go this that's way. That's the soul. That's the soul. It was hard. When I got here, I was so excited. You know, there is life for me. There is something new for me. But what happened three months in, I got really scared, anxious. You know, when you realized what a big leap, huge leap you have made and what's out there to learn. It was like um, being in a, a 24-year-old body, <laughs> learning how to walk and, and speak, really. You know, yeah. it was challenging. Yeah, was challenging. wow. Oh, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> And, and so that must have been many, many years ago. Um, you're now like a rapid transformational therapist and a clinical hypnotherapist. Like, how did you get from sort of that past experience to, to where you are now? How did I get here? Well, 
<laughs> you know, like I said, really, you know, you are, you are made for more. You mm. feel it inside, you know. Sometimes we wait for people to give us that acknowledgement that, yes, you can. But with me, um, I just followed my own intuition, just read the books, books after, book after book, I would say, you know. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Dyer was really big influence in my life. So recently, maybe four years ago, uh, I had a friend, and this is a little story, if Perfect. it makes sense. Um, I'm not going to say I was helping her, but we were spending a lot of time together, like going for walks, you know, and there were some things she was dealing with. And I was telling my husband, like, oh, I wish, you know, this happens for her and this happens for her. And I said, I, I think she got it. Like sometimes when we talk, you know, when, when it's almost like <laughs> when you are, you know, in the flow, things come out of you. And I said, mm -hmm. I honestly felt like that particular day, like she, she, she's got it. She's got it. And my husband said to me, really interesting thing. He said, look, like you might know and have knowledge, but you've got nothing behind. Like no one is mm -hmm. going to listen to you. You know, <laughs> that thing. Yeah. That was, uh, and I looked at him, like, what do you mean? And it was like, you know, something happened. So I started looking what to do about that and originally i wanted to study psychology but somehow i think I, I don't even know how on youtube i found marissa peer through mind valley right and i started looking into her stuff and then she was doing live uh facebook live and i commented that was a year before it all happened and i wrote down i'll be here i'll be in sydney when you come to australia that was just a silly comment I put down, just uh -huh. feeling inside. Yeah, and just like, I'll be there, right? Just yeah, like I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. I didn't know how much it costs, when it's going to be, where it's going to be. I'll be there. And that really <laughs> happened. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Um, but that passion inside to help, I think that, that I always had that hmm. passion to help and yeah. understand. And yeah. That's yeah. something that probably did. Yeah. So. Do you think do you think that that passion came from some of the challenging experiences you had in your life or was it there before that yes. even? Even as a little girl, I remember I was talking actually to Susie the other day and I, I, I was telling a story how I vividly remember things in my life. When I was seven years old, I would tell, I'm not going to be like that. Like that was... I'm going to say it now. That was regarding my father. Mm. You know, I, I remember saying, like, I'm never going to be a parent like that. Mm. He did the best he could, you know. Yeah. But it, it, as a little girl, I felt it as well. So mm. maybe, maybe it was from an early age. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That instinct. Yeah, so so, I was just curious because some people seem to have like a like a catalyst event that sort of shakes them and, and says, okay, now you're going to go on this path, which I think is happening for a lot of people right now, you know, April 2020. Um, but at yeah. the same time, 
it's like some people I feel just like have had it since birth and and get to move move and bring that forward I think we all have it in mm. some stages of our life it's just the awareness of that mm. you know how aware are you or ready to recognize that as a learning curve as something mm. that that's gonna you know take you somewhere else so isn't that the point of being here you know challenges <laughs> <laughs> it's a hide and seek game <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's so funny so um the the people that you work with because now now you're practicing you you have a practice you said you're in your in your session room and it looks really cozy and and sweet like a place where you can you are you can have your own space you know i see you've got these two chairs your chair my chair and it's like okay i've got this cozy space where i can i can curl up and it looks a lot like a room where i've done some crying and and so i felt uh, sort of immediately safe in that space I'm like okay okay she's she's got that um good sort of, <laughs> yeah yeah so what are some of the things that that you see the most often in in the people who come and work with you oh some things a lot of things um self-worth um a lot of feeling of shame mm. um, self-acceptance confidence self-esteem huge huge mm -hmm. i think that would be the main the core of probably 99 percent of people i worked with mm -hmm. self-worth big thing even for me even you know i think we all have it as long as we are around people it's human instinct self-worth is going to be something that we all deal with you know but um accepting yourself self-acceptance i think that can uh bring huge 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 transformation in our lives just accepting yourself mm. i am who i am yes i'm not perfect and if i am there's no one to relate to so don't try <laughs> <laughs> yes so oh my gosh do you ever get uh perfectionists you ever have people who identify as being perfectionists show up in your office uh, yes actually i had uh, one young lady beautiful 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 young lady she just couldn't let go during the session mm. but it was the the need for control because mm. trying to be perfect and i said to her during the session like just let go you know just relax tap into your feelings but your the conscious mind you know it doesn't want to let go so at the end of the session it was really interesting i said to her like i wasn't really pushy or you know sometimes you during the session people are scared to let go mm. so our job as a therapist is to guide them through that and with mm. this girl this young lady it was really like i'm not gonna even you know leave it for maybe next session and at the end of the session um she actually said i i just tried to control with all my being not to let go mm. so 
she and i would say she was one of those perfection the perfectionist types. perfect 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 yeah i just yeah. have to be perfect yeah and that's where suffering comes you know that's where oh suffering gosh. comes yeah we can't be that perfect there's not yeah. there's nothing perfect yeah, I, I um, have encountered, I don't know how many perfectionist women in my life. And I have this sort of ongoing joke where I say, I used to say I was a recovering perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And they would say, well, are you perfect at it yet? That's the thing. That's what I said. You, no one could relate it. <laughs> and yeah. I said, and, and so now I say I'm a failed perfectionist. Awesome. I failed at being a perfectionist. I wasn't good at it. I wasn't good at getting things perfect. I wasn't good at being nice to myself when I didn't get things perfect. You know, if you're a, if you're a spot on perfectionist in my mind, at least you're excellent at be doing things perfectly and excellent at failing and being okay with it and trying again. I was terrible at all of those things. Mm -hmm. Right. And so to be a failed perfectionist sets me free from that whole, that whole concept. And that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, if if you if you remember now going back when you were perfect, yeah. you know, how Trying did that it. make you feel? Like, <sighs> did you find the joy in that? No, no. If anything, I was like judgmental of other people and uh, frustrated with myself and angry at myself and shameful towards myself for like not being good enough. And yeah. I think a huge yeah. part of that comes from like the, the hundred percent that you're aiming to get in school, like that top, that top grade. Um, at least for me, that's, that's sort of yeah. where it came from. And it was like to get a hundred percent on something like just didn't really happen, you know? So then you're always something less than, then fully, always something less than what you could be, what you should be. Yeah. And that's where suffering comes. That's why people end up in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> seriously, yeah. because we have this idea, we are programmed, you know, that it's never enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not tall enough. And when we realize actually that that will never be enough, we will never, never be enough of not enough, if it uh, makes sense. If you, if you, you know, but in the same um, way, you can never be a perfect perfectionist. Exactly, right? like, exactly. Like and if you let go of that, just celebrate your uniqueness and your imperfection. Yeah. Yeah, even even now with the um, the COVID stuff that's going on, it's like as soon as it happened, I was like, oh my god, I have such an opportunity! Like, there's so many more moms at home with their kids. Like, that's where I'm specializing and helping. And it's like some weeks later, and it's like I still haven't launched it in the way that I thought it would. And this is coming to terms with like, oh, like maybe I'm not a leader in the way that I thought I was, but I am peaceful with myself. Right? I haven't gone from like uh, here. That's cool. to to way up, way up, way up, but like I am peaceful with where I am. And for me, that's in some ways that's so much better than like having achieved what I thought I would achieve is like having not achieved it and being peaceful with myself. It's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned that word, leader. You know, when uh, people look at people like you, for example, me or Susie or someone else, you know, any, yeah. anyone who is in this field of helping people. Um, how do you, how would you, uh, 
describe a leader? What, who is the leader? I was thinking of that actually yesterday on the drive. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was like, wait, maybe we are all leaders in some way. You know, you don't mm -hmm. have to, you don't have to be in the field of helping people, but everyone is a leader. I think that's why we are all here. Mm. Because we have something to share because we have everyone. everyone. Yeah. And as, as mothers, I think we are certainly leaders of our family, right? We set the container, we set the food in, in many places, we set the, the, the climate, the emotional climate, the psychological climate, the way that our children are raised is de dependent on us. And, and in that way, you know, we are leaders. We don't see it in maybe like Tony Robbins, Ooh, definitely yeah. a leader, right? But yeah. um, to make leadership something that's much more personable, much more, am I, am I showing up as a leader for myself today? Yeah. You know, a, a leader would show up for this call versus being like, oh, I'm having some technical troubles. I'm going to like walk away from it, right? Or mm. would, would uh, there's, a, there's a sense of like perseverance um, and like a willingness to take risks that sort of uh, are in that, that leadership space for me and i'm recognizing those are very masculine oriented leadership skills so that's really interesting too because i go ahead no uh, this morning just before this call i had a, um i'm a part of a, a coaching um group with one beautiful lady from america and she was actually <clears throat> mentioning this and it made so much more sense she said that, as you mentioned, as a mother, you know, we don't acknowledge what we do through the day. So we don't give importance to that. <laughs> she was mm -hmm. brilliant. It's such a perfect um, point to address here. And, you know, as a mother, you, you do things for your kids. You get the food ready, you clean after them. Things like this, we don't recognize. We see it as a normal thing to do. And she was pointing out, like, if you can go through the day and acknowledge all the successes you have, you are the leader. Mm. You are the leader. Yeah. That was good. That reminds me of a, um, it's like a meme and it's, you know, a husband comes home and there's like toothpaste all over the floor and the, the dishes are like everywhere and the, the clothes are everywhere. And he's just like, what happened today? She's like, the same thing that happens every day. I just didn't clean up today. You know, and it's like all of these little, all of these little things, all of these tiny things. I don't know, there's toothpaste on the staircase. How did that get there? Well, children got it there. And I think if we're thinking about, you know, that it's interesting because the things that I pointed to sort of perseverance and, and um, taking risks, like those are in my mind, like more masculine oriented leadership things. And in my life, I'm looking to figure out wh what are some of those more feminine oriented leadership skills and you know, uh, there's many women who are leading and teaching in this area. And I think almost all of them encourage circle, which is really powerful. And so when I think about that from a motherhood perspective, instead of persevering as a leadership style, it's like asking for support as a leadership style, mm -hmm. as like a, a feminine mother and be like, whoa, let's like, you know, like how can we all work together to solve this problem rather than I'm going to tell you to do this and I'm going to tell you to do, you know, and it's like, well, how, how, you know, balancing, seeing how does that land in the family? 
Um, and also how does it land in like the individual who's, who's doing that? Yeah. Wouldn't you say that a part of self-love is asking for help? Uh-huh. Certainly. In Certainly. that sense that you, that you have mentioned, we are not super women, you know, we can be, but <laughs> we burn out fast, you know, yeah. and then um, what happens inside, you're not happy, you know, we get frustrated, but if we learn to have balance and ask actually for help, I've been learning lately to do that and it's working. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Just now it's not to be in your masculine energy all the time and do, 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 instead of, you know, maybe I can ask for help. Maybe it's okay for me to ask for help. Mm -hmm. So balance would be good. <laughs> yeah, and being able to access both is powerful. Like there are moments where for me, it's like uh, pushing through is, is super helpful pushing through the challenge, pushing through the, the self-limiting restriction, pushing through something like there is power in that for sure. But if I do that for three months on end or even a week, it's like, good luck, you know? Um, yeah. And I think a lot of women are really good at learning how to function in overwhelm, but not necessarily, then they go, how do I thrive? And it's like, well, you can't thrive from overwhelm. You have to dismantle the overwhelm first and then start to build healthier patterns of asking for support yeah. and, and all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. And there's more and more of that. That's why women, when as a women, we, we don't know sometimes how to ask. Mm -hmm. We don't know, you know, uh, a lot of women don't even understand the balance, you know, between feminine and, and masculine energy. Yeah. And then when they, you know, things happen to them, they're, they're not happy with what's happening around, around them. No one is acknowledging me. I don't feel appreciated. That's where the pain starts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because we're social creatures, literally have to ask other people to acknowledge us or um, change behavior or... Uh, even I find even saying, hey, it would be really helpful if I had this is like that in itself. Like, it's like the asking is the healing part. It's like not even yeah. what happens afterwards, although to a certain degree, you know, <laughs> once it starts working, you get used to it working and you go, oh, okay. Like when I ask for things, it's, it's reciprocated. Um, but the asking is such medicine. And I think that's, that's similar with, you know, coming to, uh, coming to a, a therapist, coming to somebody, you know, it's like by the time you sit in that chair, you've already done maybe a third of the work of saying, I really need help. You're, say, you're saying, I need help. It's like, wow, how powerful is that to, to admit that you need help? It's huge. Yes. And actually statistics are saying, and I've got it in the book, I forgot <laughs> which one, that once you ask for help and you decide to commit to change, People feel better, 70% better, just by asking and, and, and you know, uh, going ahead and booking in the appointment with anyone. 70% right. better, that's huge. You know, just wow. that 
it's like acceptance or letting go of something yeah letting go of that need to do it all on your own letting go of that nobody will help me letting go of helplessness right you take it an action to move forward towards that there's so many things yeah you spoke a little while ago about this uh masculine feminine balance and and saying that many women didn't really know what the difference between the two were can you tell me about the the feminine aspect from your perspective i'm not an expert in that but i'm learning as well yeah <laughs> um well um the thing one of the first one is actually asking for help the other thing what women do especially european women i'm one of them i've i've done that in my life i can do it i don't need anyone to help me yeah you know you just go 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 and then three years on four years on five years on you just look around and you think why do i have to do everything you know not knowing there's another way because we are always in our masculine energy mm. so learning about that fr from my coach from this lady that i've mentioned um, it, it was huge, you know, recognizing my own patterns, what I'm doing wrong and how I can change that. And mm. it, it's brilliant, you know, just, just asking for help, uh, allowing yourself, giving yourself permission that it's okay. You know, I don't have to be the one to do everything. I don't have to be the one that always have, has to achieve it's okay for me just to be. Hmm. So, mm -hmm. I think what are, it's something that, yeah. Go ahead. You think it's something? So, something that every woman should look into it and, you know, learn about that. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, I remember from my own experience coming out of a, an abusive relationship which is where I, I, I mean, I think I already felt like it was not safe to ask for help or I wouldn't have attracted that kind of relationship, mm -hmm. but that's where it really sort of like crystallized. And I was like, definitely, it's not safe to ask. Definitely not safe to ask. You know, there's a lot of, lot of pain and frustration around that. So I'm wondering if we can, we can mull around for a little bit in that of like, if, if somebody is in that kind of situation, how to go about learning that it's safe to ask for help. Um, have any thoughts around that? You see, in relationships, I haven't been in abusive mm. relationships, so this is just my yeah. uh, opinion. Yeah. When ladies go through that, what they learn, they learn not to trust themselves first. Mm. Yep. I think there's an issue of trust. So what they learn when they when they subconscious mind and everything that's around them is showing them yeah you know from from some early experience they learn not to trust themselves for example um you know the moments when you when you are having the doubt there's something presented in front of you and now you're mm, mm, i don't know i don't know but you know inside and you don't follow that mm and you choose another another option and it's not the best option for you that's where we oh i can't trust myself 
mm-hmm. you know I never get it right so I, I think it starts from there and then you attract a person that's you can't trust right. you, you just can't because you're always subconsciously looking for that proof of I can't trust I, I can't trust myself, you know, uh, this is the person, I, I have a person in my life, I can't trust this person. So asking for help is something uh, later on, you know, that's another belief. There's no help, help is not available, you know, no one would help me in this situation, there's no help for me, there's no way I can get out of this situation. I think it's all connected with that uh, uh, um, trust that we lost with ourselves long mm. time ago so i don't know if it makes sense for you because mm-hmm. you you would be the one to maybe understand yeah. well i mean definitely the the trusting myself i can see in my own experience how that's like definitely you know it's like oh this feels like a good idea oh it's a bad idea oh it's a good idea oh it's a bad idea and like not trusting that bad idea staying or like not trusting that good idea, not knowing, whatever that might be. Um, and then how later that would result in feeling like the I person- I can't trust myself. Yeah. I, can't, I can't trust myself to make good decisions. I can't trust myself to uh, follow through or to to do the things that I, that I say, because maybe the things that I said I was going to do are not things that I really felt like I wanted to do, right? You said this this deep down feeling that you talked about. Um, and there's a, a great video from Kyle Cease that I, I watched yeah. intermittently where he talks about deep down. He's like, deep down. He's like deep down, <laughs> you know the answer somewhere. Yeah. And it's like, why don't you just listen to that all the time? Yeah. It's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> you know, if it was that simple, I totally would. And it's he- like, well, it is that simple. Go ahead. It is that simple because that's what we are doing here. We are complicating things. <laughs> As humans, you know, we just complicate. It's so simple. It's so simple. I've watched that. That's uh, on YouTube. It's called um, New Exercise or something. I would really recommend to everyone to go and find Kyle and yeah. watch that video. Sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and do the exercise deep down audiences yeah to everything if we sit in quiet with ourselves yeah we got yeah. the answers yeah and, and it's such a, a beautiful opportunity when we have challenge or when we have fear or when we have anger or sadness to go okay well you know there's anger and sadness here what do i want to see happen from this oh i want to see my son eating healthier i'm angry that what he's eating isn't working for us right now i want to have help in the kitchen i want to um, you know, feel powerful in, in how I'm sharing. I want to, these are all mine, just whatever. Um, but like, whatever they are for, for the person who's listening or for you, it's like, whatever those things are, okay. So the emotion shows you exactly what you're wanting. And then the question is, okay, can I, can I turn towards what I'm wanting? Can I ask for the help I need for what I'm wanting? Can I, can I move towards that in a healthful way? Not from that place of anger. You're going to let the anger sort of dissipate and then make the request. It doesn't usually work so well when you ask from the angry place I found. Um, but th- there's so much, there's so much in, in that, the emotion to say, Oh, there's something that's not working here and like pay attention. 
one of the things I always recommend to, to people I work with is sit down on your own and put the mind out on the paper. Mm. Face, you know, uh, that's something I used, I used to do more before. Not that I don't have any, you know, challenges, <laughs> but that helped. Yeah, but the intensity in decreases, right? It's like you start with lots of challenges and then as you continue to work on them and you build habits of working on them, they become they become less and then sometimes they pop up and you go, oh crap, we got some more stuff to work on. Yes. And then when you see that on the paper, it's almost like emptying, you're emptying your mind. You mm. see it on the paper, and then you can just work on it. So that's something that's powerful tool. Mm -hmm. And so, how how does that relate to self acceptance? You know, what, when we've written it down and we can really see it, it's a little bit further away. What's what's an exercise or a, a practice around self acceptance? With, the, with yeah. self acceptance. why we have issues with self-acceptance is that we don't accept uh, negative parts of us, you know, mm -hmm. things we don't like about ourselves. We don't, mm -hmm. we, we just don't. Somehow we are trained as little children, you know, not to do that, not to accept. It's not okay to be like this. It's not okay to be like that. You've got to be that you were saying earlier is like trying to be perfect. Now mm -hmm. that we come to an adult stage, you know, we still run away from things like that. But if we really look at what are we, who are we? Like we are, we are the bundle of everything that we are good and bad. Mm -hmm. You know, we easily accept good things about us, not so much the negative things. And that's where the push and pull starts inside of us. So I actually recently did an exercise with one of my clients for her. Um, Self-acceptance was a huge thing. Uh, exercise just involved sitting down, you know, recognizing everything that you are, good and bad, bringing mm. up to your mind the parts of you, you know, the part of you that gets angry for example, just acknowledge it, give it love, give it unconditional love, accept it because it is part of you. Bring the part of you to your mind that is, you know, judgmental, maybe of yourself, maybe of other people. Probably both. Recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> um, give it love. Give it love. If we give love to those parts, if, if we bring them to light, they're not that bad then. We recognize, mm -hmm. like, hey, okay, that's, that's part of me. Do I like it? No, I don't. What's there I can do about that? Oh, okay. I can, I can be more aware of that. You know, I can, I can now recognize easily how I process a feeling of anger, mm. you know? before I would get frustrated, but now I just recognize that feeling, okay, I'm feeling angry and it's okay. It's okay mm. to feel angry. You know, mm. it's what we do with the anger. Mm. 
Yeah, because otherwise you get these layered effects. It's like, oh, I'm angry. Oh, I'm judgmental about being angry. Oh, I'm ashamed of feeling judgmental of feeling angry. Oh, I'm judgmental of feeling ashamed of feeling judgmental of feeling angry. Oh, I'm angry at myself for feeling judgmental. Oh, I'm That's terrible. I'm just that. like, you know, and it's just yeah. like over and over. And you're just like, how do you get out of that? And it's like, oh. But we do that with the belief it's not okay to be. It, it is okay to be angry. You know, mm. it is okay to be. We, we need to allow ourselves to be angry. You know, people who are not... Uh, people that are not aware of that they push that away from them it's not okay to be but if you are working on that you you can easily accept that mm. you know you can put your arms around that feeling okay i'm feeling angry now you know it, it's okay to feel angry I'm, I'm giving myself permission to feel angry but i know now what to do with that anger mm. i know how to trans transcend that anger now into something beautiful as a learning curve, you know, I, I'm learning, look, I'm recognizing that I'm angry now. What am I doing with that now? Mm. That's the thing when you uh, become aware and self-accepted of yourself, you know, then you do deal with your feelings, with your emotions differently. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> I think Whoever's so, watching, yeah. but try it. You know, if you if you feel frustrated or angry, just say, "Okay, I'm feeling angry now." Don't go on. You know, yeah. getting more and more angry. Just say, "Okay, I feel anger inside of my body. It's it's fine. It's another feeling. It's a part of me. You know, that's my makeup. I feel sad. I feel excited. I feel joyful. I feel happy. You know, that's all." They're all together. They're part mm -hmm. of us. They are a, a bundle that of who we are. Mm -hmm. So just recognizing, and then what am I doing with this? What can I do now? From now on, before I used to get even more angry, but now <laughs> I'm angry. I'm recognizing that it's fine. It's okay. Mm -hmm. What am I doing mm -hmm. with that now? Am I going to mm -hmm. project that someone else? or get more angry it's up to us we always have a choice once mm -hmm. we are away mm -hmm. yeah we, we do have the choice and once we're aware exactly like you said it's like once we're aware that that's what's happening then we can do something about it then we can then we can make a shift we can create a little bit of distance we can say okay i'm gonna take a pause and instead of uh you know something happens that triggers us and makes us angry instead of going ah! right back we can go oh i feel like going <laughs> right back and go oh isn't that interesting and the eft tool like the emotional freedom technique uh even though i feel angry i still love and accept myself <gasps> oh my god how my how like earth shattering That's is that huge. you know and it's it's unfortunate because i think in you know the current generation that we're in that just wasn't role modeled for us we were raised by a generation, the baby boomers or the before that, who were in this place of um, emotional sort of retardation. <laughs> Sorry, I said that, but that's that's the word that came out. It's like not really understanding yeah. what it is to have emotions, especially the women, because the women have been in masculine roles and we've been told not to feel feelings. And the men have been in masculine roles being told not to feel feelings. And so... Uh, you know, to be able to hold space for somebody else and say, hey, 
it seems like, you know, for our children, for example, to say, hey, it seems like you're feeling angry. It's okay that you're angry, but it's not okay to hit your brother or your sister or me for that matter. What can we do to help you deal with your anger right now? And wow, does that change the dynamic instead of being like, stop being angry, stop doing, you know, like instead of responding like that. And as, again, as mothers, we have such a powerful space of leadership to say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be the also reacting in anger. I'm going to take a pause and I'm going to, you know, bring in some new wisdom That's awesome and some what new you're knowledge. Saying. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Also, instead of saying what's wrong with you, you're feeling angry. As you said, that's huge. You know, different energy. Different yeah. What's approach, wrong with you? Oh, I'm look, feeling angry. What's wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and, Instead and of, hey, no... honey, you know, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, looks like we just paused for a second there. We've got that, got you back. This is just a little bit of lag in the connection. That's okay. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, yeah, I think it's, and, and it, we need to be also, I think, you know, anybody who's working on this right now as a, as a topic, we need to be gentle with ourselves in the process. I 100% made the mistake of being a perfectionist, cruel, and unkind to myself in my journey of becoming more emotionally aware and it's like that slows the process right anything that happens doesn't matter what it is it's just like oh it's okay right now am i still breathing yes am i still moving yes you know like great then every, then 90 percent of the things are still working okay you know? beautiful at this moment right now it's good. just right now just right now maybe yeah. i'm terrified about what ha might happen three days from now or six weeks from now or 10 years from now but right now am i still breathing am i still functioning if if so then i i'm probably okay it's simple isn't it when yeah. when you say things like that to people stay now you know don't go into the future don't you know you're not in your future yet yeah past is behind you know stay in now it's so powerful but people usually just look at you <laughs> now what do you mean now <laughs> now right now yes now be here be with you be present yeah it's, that's the power yeah and the the breath is such a, a powerful technique for that yes. yeah so Out and, and so yeah, and, and so is hypnotherapy. So, I mean, you have this specialization in hypnotherapy. I, I've studied NLP and find, I find hypnosis, my partner's a hypnotist, like, I just find it so fascinating how we can go into these internal realms and make changes and, and see mm -hmm. things differently that we can walk into a room with a therapist or a healer and come out of it and have really different behaviors on the other side of that. Can you speak to a little, a little bit about how that happens? Like what, what exactly is happening while somebody's in that space? It's just a deep relaxed state. Where you relax, you, 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 your conscious mind drifts away and your subconscious mind kicks in. You get access to your subconscious mind. I'm going to go really simple. <laughs> Great, do it. Um, yeah. yeah. 
So what happens when you're in that relaxed state, you, you get access to your subconscious mind where everything is stored, everything. All behaviors, all, all beliefs, everything comes from there. So once you're in a relaxed state and you allow yourself to tap into that, you get the answers you want. You know why you do things. You know how, you, and you understand, it comes up to you, you know, the meaning of, you gave to something that happened to you and, and you carry that through your whole life. You just, with the processes that we have and probably you and your partner, you know, like every technique has got those brilliant, brilliant tools. We help clients to uh, understand actually why that happened, when that happened, the meaning they put and how that affected them through the life. So that's mm -hmm. what happens. Simple, relaxed state. You know, no one can make you do anything. You're aware of everything, every sound, everything, what's happening around you. Nothing scary, even though when you mention hypno hypnosis, a lot of people freak out. It's really just a deep, relaxed state. Mm -hmm. And and I when you talk about it, it has that feeling of that deep down. Right? It's like deep down, we know what the... Deep down, we know everything. The, Our we subconscious know, we know. mind keeps, keeps the answers for us. But just being on an autopilot all the time, we ignore even sometimes. I believe it happened to me, probably to you, many of us. You know, you, the scenes from your past pop up mm -hmm. to your mind. You remember, you're doing something and all of a sudden you remember... You remember uh, you at school and someone pulled your hair, you know, and it hurt and it made you feel, made you feel mm -hmm. uncomfortable, made you feel less than, made you feel, um, you know, like not worthy. So you go through life and every time someone pulls your hair, you go, oh, you know, I hate that, but I don't know why. <laughs> so that's why you, you, you gave it a meaning when you were little, mm -hmm. you attached to that meaning to that event. So affects everything what's happening in your future in, in you know what you live mm -hmm. so far mm -hmm. and and when we get into that relaxed state and we change that meaning you know through the the help of a hypnotist or a, a healer or through our own work whatever that might be when we change that meaning all of a sudden that same trigger that same action state results in something totally different results in a different experience okay. and a different future for us, yes, because what, what happens that when we were little kids, things happen and we live our life out of those beliefs, you know. Now, as this is such a, a, like a common analogy about hypnosis and everything today in um, self-development, you know, industry is like we update our phones, we never do anything with our mind, with our brain, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> that we do update our phones, but we forget what, what's the most important thing for us. It's our mind, you know, we act mm. upon the belief we acquired when we were just seven or eight or, or four or five. We started believing, you know, I'm not good enough. Um, I don't matter, you know, I, I, feelings of uh, helplessness, you know, and, and we carry that through the life. We never mm -hmm. really checked in and say, okay, is that something that serves me now? I'm not that little kid 
I'm a 25 years old, you know, beautiful lady. What's wrong with me? You know, what is happening to me? Why do I always get scared if I need to speak during the meeting or something? But something happened. Something happened mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. So you gave it a meaning attached to that meaning. So you, you were driving you, your vehicle out of that belief, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So during the session, it's called reframe. We reframe the meaning mm -hmm. of, of the things we, we attach to. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's you not you anymore, you know? It's, mm. it's not you. You're not that anymore mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and and how how wild to think that you know especially if we were raised in challenging childhoods if we had abusive parents if we had traumatic experiences in our childhood like how crazy is it to to continue operating from those mindsets 10 20 30 40 50 years later when those mindsets and the the, the container that originally formed those beliefs was so challenging or so damaging or so violent like like why it doesn't make any sense to continue operating from programming that you know is not faulty but like but like was formed in response to a really challenging environment it's it's silly but the events don't affect us it's the meaning we attach to them mm. so that that's what we we carry that in our subconscious mind and we just simply if we just act upon what we have put in our subconscious mind and our life and then we turn around and say why you know why <laughs> why is this happening to me all the time because you you have this this belief and you have never questioned that mm. you know a lot of things oh, i worked recently with a beautiful lady and it was what we do, we, we get stuck around our story. We think we mm -hmm. are our story, you know? We, we, things happen to us. Yeah, things happen to everyone. To, to what degree is your greater than, than mine? I don't know, you know? You know because of the meaning you're holding about that. But a lot of people, uh, what they do, they just live in this story, you know? Money is not for me. We, we were always poor. My whole family is, is overweight. It's not possible mm. for me to be, you know, to, to <clears throat> shred the weight. Things like that. It's holding on to the story. You're not your story. You have a choice. You have a brilliant mind that it is actually a tool. Use it, you know. <laughs> so when, when you explain that to them, like, you have a choice. To, yeah, but, but yeah, but the, do you ever question your thinking, question your thoughts? Is that true for me now? Mm. Yeah, maybe it was 10 years ago, but now, right now, can I choose better? Is it really true? You know, great Byron Katie. <laughs> I love her mm -hmm. work. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, if, if, he's brilliant. Yeah, just, just makes you laugh sometimes, even when I, when I did some things for, for myself personally, it was like bloody hell, you know, <laughs> you just feel like laughing. How, how silly is that? You know, it's not true. Mm -hmm. I can't be hundred percent absolutely sure that something is true. You know, it's the 
and then all the answers come to you. It's what that's why when they say all answers are inside of you, they are really any technique you take or or, or try, it's inside of you. You just need to allow that to come up for you. You really need to allow and accept. Acceptance is the first stage of healing, you know, accept it and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and we can't know if it's true, especially if it's an old story from a long time ago. Um, I, I read recently that the emotion, the physiological response of emotion, anger, sadness, whatever, lasts somewhere between 15 and 60 seconds in our body. And everything after that is us continuing to feed the story in our mm -hmm. mind that says, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, it's, ha it's still happening. And it's like, wow, what powerful creatures we are to be able to hold, mm -hmm. you know, past things, future things, imaginary things in our minds like that. And how, how poorly are we using it on an average, an average basis, you know, creating results yeah. that we don't want. That's great that you mentioned that. You see, emotions come and go. They come and go. Like they can come in waves. You can be, one minute you can be happy dancing around and then you pick up the phone, answer, and this, but you feel sad. You know, that comes and goes. But the feelings, feelings stay inside. Feelings mm -hmm. get triggered. You know, feelings that are the, the most real thing that we have. Mm. Feeling. How you made me feel remember you oh, oh this person she made me feel you know oh i don't like her even if someone has a name for example i don't know christina you know uh, and every time i you hear name christina oh i, I hate that name why because she made you feel bad emotions mm. come and go feeling stay mm. Mm -hmm. Can, can you uh, help me distinguish the difference between like emotion and feeling in that in that context with, that you've just given? Okay, uh, emotions. It's emotions. I can think they come from external things that are happening. That's my understanding. Mm. Okay, made sense to me. That comes from our perspective or or projection. What's happening out there? You know, we feel threatened, we feel sad. If you hear the music, you will feel happy. It's your favorite song, you will start dancing, you know, but the feeling is deep in. It's something encoded in us. That's mm. why feelings we feel. We are feeling beings. <laughs> so that's the real thing that we have, you know. Like I said, if Christina pulled my hair, it's cool, you know, and next time I hear this and, and I felt I felt bad, you know, I, I didn't like, she made me feel less than. I don't like the name Christina. I hate every Christina I come across because she yeah. reminds me of Christina. But emotions, they come and go. It, mm. I think they come from out, feelings are in, they are our own. Mm. It's sort of like how we've internalized that emotion or maybe that emotion's recurring and then it starts to live in us a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, huh? That's interesting. I hadn't hadn't necessarily differentiated them. That's interesting. <laughs> Just sort of like trying to wrap my wrap that theory around my past experiences and go, huh? Oh, okay, yeah. 
I, I would maybe if I used if I used the word like moods or like uh, moods in in combination with feelings, then then I go okay, like yeah, that that makes I can understand that a little bit more. Mm. Yeah. About the mood, you know, I'm, I'm in the mood. I'm not in a bad mood. Why? Because of your thinking. Because yeah. what, what you are holding, you know, get rid of your negative thoughts, you will be in a better mood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think there, I'd love to hear your thoughts on like whether or not there is a moment, you know, for people who may be dealing with like chronic anxiety or chronic depression or, you know, some of those more like they have a chronic mood, something that's, and that's something that's not super functional for them. People are chronically happy. They don't usually complain about it, but if they're chronically anxious, they do. Um, the, the, the role of, of sort of discipline around shifting that, you know, it's like if, if I have chronic anxiety, where, where does the, the line sort of between like accepting that I have an anxiety and doing something about it? Can you speak to that? Anxiety, chronic anxiety is just, you know, you know, my thinking, my, yeah. some people might like and some might not, but this is, anxiety is anxiety. Can you amplify it? You know, it's, it's like you have waves with anxiety as well. It starts and peaks and then goes down. But chronic anxiety is, I think you, you've seen your doctor too many times. <laughs> So they, they have to tell you something different, you know. Um, anxiety is anxiety. Pro projection <laughs> in the future. Not uh, feeling safe. Uncertainty. You know, always worrying about, oh, what's going to happen. Never being in now. You know, mm. stressing. It's a physical, um, physical uh, how would I say that? It's, it's the way body says, you know, it, you you are overly stressed. Mm. You, you become anxious. Your breathing changes. You're going far ahead. Stay in now. You know, mm. people. That's but what did anxiety change the thoughts? Change the thinking. Realize acceptance again. Okay, anxiety. What am I doing? Be aware of your thoughts. Where are you now? Are you in present or or? you're all the time in the future, you know, for someone who is scared of <clears throat> speaking at work, for example, you have to present, you have presentation to do, you're at home, putting your makeup on, sweating, why? Because you're thinking of that presentation, you're making up the stories in your head, oh, I'm going to be sweaty, I'm going to, you know, oh, this one is going to sit there, this one is going to look at me, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, you're still, you. you're still in your bathroom. You're still in your bathroom. Put makeup on. Put makeup on. Just stay here. <laughs> it's a practice, you know. Once they realize that, that, then they can recognize when they find themselves in the moments like that. It's, it's. I always say they're good directors. They're good, you know, movie makers. They're very talented people with anxiety. They're they are very sensitive. Basically, if, if that's happening, your body's telling you, this part of my life needs to be looked at. What am I the most anxious about? You know, it's, it's the call for you to turn around to yourself. Mm. You know, what is it that triggers this in me? You know, why am I doing this? 
every time I, I have that meeting, I make up those stories. What is it that I'm really scared of? Fear of rejection. Mm. You know, I'm scared of being rejected. If I go there and, you know, I, I don't use proper words like I don't now. <laughs> sometimes, you know, I, I forget them sometimes. Well, I, I am the one who can reject me and I am the only one, you know, mm. everything else is just someone else's opinion. Mm. And if you, you know, it's, it's someone else's opinion about myself or about me. I can't do anything about that. That's what they think. I can control what I'm doing here. I can mm. have control about my thinking. Mm -hmm. So stay now for anxiety, stay now. <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're, we're moving towards the future. And, and I, I like what you said, because there's this, this feeling of, uh, like accepting that we're in anxiety. So I, I sort of presented like, is it this or this? And you were like, it's both, right? Is it, is it, you know? And I think it is because you accept, okay, I'm feeling anxious right now. You need to acknowledge where you're at and then go, okay, and now what can I do about it? And it's that, 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 exactly. like, okay. And now what can I do? Okay. And now what can I do? Okay. And now what can I do about it? I, I remember being, um, being on stage at the, the New Earth Expo and I had get, been given a bonus spot like with about 45 minutes notice. I didn't have a speech prepared. I didn't even have an idea of what I was gonna talk about prepared. She'd come up and said, hey, do you wanna do 45 minutes? 45 minutes That's from like now? And I, was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, uh, 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 right? And I'm all, I'm all mic'd up and I'm, I'm ready to go on stage. And I haven't really done a lot of talking like this, although I really enjoy talking. It's like I haven't done a lot on stage in front of people at a big event. And, um, and so I'm standing on stage and my heart is racing and my hands are sweating. My whole body is trembling so much that like I can't even stop me from trembling. Like I'm just shaking so hard. And I went, well, I'm not going to be able to speak very coherently if I'm this anxious, am I? And it's like, what can I do about it now? Oh, well, I don't go on to talk for about four or five minutes. So I'm just going to sit on the stage in like meditation posture and do some freaking deep breathing until my body calms down. Cause then I'll be able to give a way better speech. Do I need to figure out what I'm going to say during my speech? No. Do I need to uh, look good in front of the audience? No, it's a conscious audience. They're going to totally appreciate that. I'm sitting there, you know, calming my body down and, and that, that speech, I didn't prepare for, I, there was nothing, you know, I was anxious about it, but when I went, okay, what can I do about it now and address that right away, it brought me back into the present moment. And then that whole, the whole piece of, of verbalization that came out of me during that was just like, in my opinions, brilliant. Um, <laughs> right. It was, it was great. I was like, wow, this is, I, like I'm sitting there talking actively. And I'm like, wow, like I'm doing great. Like I didn't even know I could be so wise. This is fantastic. Who's talking through my mouth? Like, I don't know, but it doesn't feel like the normal me that shows up. So that's great. Cause she seems to be really, but that's brilliant. your normal you. That's your normal yeah. you. Yeah. You know? That's my normal me without the anxiety sitting on top of my head being like, Oh, plus some anxiety over here. Right. How about some excitement? Just tell yourself, I feel so excited. <laughs> Even oh, I had to tell myself this before. <laughs> so far, before we started recording, like, I'm so excited. You know, maybe I was a little bit, ooh, you know, but I didn't give a chance to my mind to go with this 
momentum of, of negative thoughts. Oh, who is this lady? You know, we, we have never met. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, but just the, the words you tell yourself and the pictures you make is how you, you are in charge. And that's about when we said you have a choice. That's the choice. That's the time mm -hmm. to make a good choice. You know, mm -hmm. give yourself... Mm -hmm. Give yourself powerful words. Give yourself uh, nice words. You know, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, oh, am I? You know, you instantly <laughs> confuse your mind. You don't give it a chance to get yeah. anxious and come up with another and another and another sentence that will move you to momentum. Oh, I'm really anxious now. What am I going to do with this lady? Mm -hmm. You know, what am I going to talk about? I didn't know what yeah. I'm going to talk about. It doesn't matter. And we are having fun. You yeah. know, we're just two girls talking here. Who cares? You know, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Just relax into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think what you said there about the momentum is really, really crucial. Uh, you know, the sooner you can catch those anxious feelings, those angry feelings, those fearful feelings, those depressed feelings, like whatever it is, whatever that thing, it's like the sooner you can catch it, the sooner you can go, oh, no, no, no. Like, you know, I accept myself when I feel those things, but that does not mean we have to go spend the next 45 oh. minutes in anxiety just because I accept myself for being anxious, right? It's like, okay, I got this. And now we're going to, you know, be excited instead of anxious. And that's a much healthier, more functional, more, more supportive way to experience. Themselves. I usually tell my clients to say when, when they have things like that coming up, just tell yourself, that's not me. That will never be mm. me. That used to be me. You know, it's really something, oh, that's not me. Like, leave it there. <laughs> that's not for me now. Yeah. I love that. That's not oh me. That will never be me. You know, go on. We, we do change it. Don't give mind a chance to go on with momentum and drinking more yeah. and more. It's, it's yeah. about, uh, again, as I said, it all starts with awareness. You know, mm -hmm. being aware that you, that you, have something challenging in your life, accepting it, asking for help. Maybe some people can do it on their own. You know, it's brilliant. But, you know, acceptance, acceptance, being aware, like now thoughts show up, you're aware of that. Wow, no, let's have some different game inside, you know, like there's mm -hmm. no, no room here for anxiety anymore. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. That's why. We, we, we are in charge. I don't really like the word control. We are in charge. You are in mm. charge. So I'm in charge. I can am the one. Yeah. yeah. Like, can, can you lift your arm up? Can you put it back down? Yes. Yeah. You have the same yeah. level of you control. Are in mind. Yeah. <laughs> mind. It's a tool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. So good. So good. That momentum piece. It's just like, oh, and I love what you said. It's like, that's not me. That uh, Maybe I did that in the past, but I don't do that anymore. And that literally so is like, that will ne never. And when you do never, it gets like, the, I always look out for the words never. And I always look out. I always look out for the words never, always, because that means like the, that's the like deep limbic brain. It's like, you always do this. You always do that. You never do this. Right. That's like, that's like deep pain pain emotion being like you always well and well oh that's not me I never do that 
I never make that face anymore at the people I love, right? Now I do this instead. And we literally, like through the verbal pathways, are, are taking those because the, the, brain, the brain neurons actually fire and wire together, right? So when we say, mm-hmm. oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling this sensation in my body. Oh my God, I'm anxious. I'm anxious and it's going to go badly when I'm anxious. I fail, blah, 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 blah. Hold up, hold up, right? You're like literally yeah. wiring your brain and if it's a strong emotion, you're wiring it quickly to make sure that you remember that this is a dangerous moment and you should avoid it. And it was like, yes, it's a dangerous moment. It's a dangerous moment because you're programming yourself deeply for anxiety. Don't do that, right? Take yeah. do what you that, that tool that you said is just like, that's not me. That'll never be me. I don't do that. <sighs> wow. That is probably that like used a, to be me. That, that used, used to be, to be me. me. Oh, that's, yeah, that, that's leave it there. That used to be me, you know? When, that used to be me in high school, you know, but no, I'm not that girl anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't do things like that, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> that, and that, that's logical. That yeah. Go it ahead. just moves you away from that. Oh yes. Like bringing you here. I'm here now. Like that's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's really um, crucial when we talk about sort of chronic, when people have a, a diagnosis and they have a chronic condition like chronic depression or chronic anxiety. It's like, like you said, they've been to the doctor too many times and the doctor's just like, well, we can't seem to solve it. So we'll just put chronic on it and then you're stuck with it. I'm sorry. You know? And I mean, there's a whole, I I could go on a rant for like four hours about the Western medical system and how many things we could do differently. And that's why I'm so glad there's people like you and me who are using different modalities to help actually heal people so that they're, you know, they're actually recovering from these chronic conditions. But when we're talking about firing and wiring, when we're talking about, you know, I never do that. I used to do that in the past. That isn't me. Literally, you can use that to recover from permanent diagnosis and say, oh, in the past, I had Lyme's disease. In the past, I was bipolar. In the past, I had chronic depression. In the past, I was suicidal. In the past, whatever. And it's like, those things don't impact me anymore because now I'm here myself here now and those that maybe I was like that in high school and elementary or whatever but I'm not like that anymore now I'm like this and literally that that conversation I mean I don't know how many thousands of times I've had to have I had that conversation with myself over the years to be like no I don't I you know I don't want that and so even though I accept that I'm displaying some of that right now I'm not being it I'm going to move towards something to more towards what I want. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome because you are weak. But some people, <laughs> what they yeah. like, they love this story. Again, as I said before, people love their stories. They live in their stories. So for them, playing a role of someone who is sick, you know, it gives them the meaning. It gives them the attention that they, that they always seek when they were maybe little, never got the attention. Now I'm the sick one. I'll get all attention. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. why people sometimes, they, they, it seems like they want to be helped. But actually, they, they are very, very comfortable in the role of I'm the sick one. I am the, uh, I am the carer. You know, oh, I always have to help people. That's my job. She can't do anything without me. I, that's the, the significance that we get, you know, when we yeah. do things like that. Oh, I, I am the one that helps all the time. Uh, rebellious ones getting attention. 
you know, attention that you never got from your parents or anyone because you've got this brilliant older sibling that is brilliant at school and you're just, you know, four years younger, you never got attention. So I'm going to be the one that smashes the glass or, you know, goes and steals something, get the attention anyway. That's, mm-hmm. that's our final needs as a human mm-hmm. being. Mm-hmm. You know, connection. That's what we do. So people take on this role of, oh, I'm so sick. And they love talking about that. It's like you, they, they call you and they tell you what's their issue, but they just keep talking about that. And when <laughs> I actually had a lady recently, she rang and she was, what did she say? She's anxious and she's border bipolar. And I'm like, okay. And she said, I don't even think I have bipolar. And I said, why is that? because she's been to see a doctor so many times. I was like, okay, you know, they have to, um, maybe, I don't know how is everyone gonna take this, but just think about it. That she said, I'm not bipolar, that's what they said. I'm just Mm. anxious all the time. But what she did, she just stayed in that story of hers. I'm anxious because of this, I'm anxious because of this. She just loved it. Yeah. You know, she just loves being, that's me that's who she becomes because you you become your story then no you're not your story there's more to you than your story yeah and and the question is like is that story functional is it working is it serving you is it is it bringing you you know to more fulfilled more activated version of yourself or is it keeping you where you're at and i mean what you talked about is is super super powerful in in nlp they call it secondary gain i don't know if there's a, a term for it in hypnosis but it's uh it's like i'm i'm sick and chronically ill and i get from that love attention a connection uh, somebody checking in on me every day i get all of these things that if i was healthy i might not get and and so that's why it's so crucial to like that asking for help process to go oh I'm scared that if I'm healthy, you won't check in on me every day. Will you still check in and on me every day exactly. if I'm healthy? You get a yes for that, boom, everything changes. All of a sudden, you know you're still going to have that connection and love even if you're healthy. And one of the, the phrases we use is like, if you could get that need met in a new and healthy way, would you do it? Yeah, yeah hopefully. Yes, they would. But there's work involved in that. There's emotional uh-huh. labor that needs to put in. No one wants to do emotional labor, you know? (laughs) Seriously, like when you think, yeah, like someone who wants to stop drinking, you know? It's not the drink. Many, many other people have drink, but they have one drink. But it's your relationship and your, your thinking, your judgment of yourself when you drink. It's what you tell yourself internally. Mm-hmm. that gives you pain that is the problem drink is not the problem it's drink is not the problem i can have a glass of wine i'm fine you know mm-hmm. but someone needs two bottles of wine and it's not the wine it's what's happening in between that glass and in your mouth it's in here you know mm-hmm. what meaning the judgment of yourself and that involves labor, you know, emotional yeah. labor. You need to sit with that urge, with whatever is rising up, sit with it. 
that's a practice you know feel your feelings i used to i actually put in recordings for your feelings need to be felt not fed mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. for the person who, who eats 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 like you have dinner and then she said but i just want to eat i'm I, i'm thinking about food no you need something else what is it what is the feeling acknowledge your feeling welcome your feeling if it's frustration if it's anger again uncomfortable and you're feeling anxious okay i'm feeling anxious that feeling is not hungry it doesn't have say pizza it says feel me you know mm. allow me recognize mm. me you know then again it's a part of being present being in tune with, with yourself mm-hmm. and, and for a lot of people it's easier to go where's the wine where's the pizza oh let's do both oh, no, no. but it's the it's the not enoughness that that gnawing like emptiness on the inside of like something's not i'm not connected to myself i'm in the future i'm in the past i'm all fragmented i've got trauma soul fragments all over the place i'm not enough where i'm at right now i've got a belief that says i'm not enough and then this pizza will make me enough this wine will make me enough or if i eat this pizza i'll feel better for a little bit or i'll i'll just feel better and then it's like oh it didn't make me feel better so then i must need more of it to make me feel better Um, I think uh, I'd love to get a uh, talk with somebody who who does is like delved into weaning. Like I think so many of the food and and drink issues of people and the not enoughness have to, has to do with like being weaned or or not not breastfed as babies. I got lots of things to say about that. But th- there's this opportunity when we are willing to do like you said the emotional labor and say okay I want pizza but i've made choices that say i'm not going to do that so i'm going to sit with the uncomfortableness and instead of picking up my phone and changing that uncomfortableness to something else what if i just spent half an hour feeling uncomfortableness what if i just felt as uncomfortable as i could possibly feel right now and really let it all out what might happen on the other side well i might be totally relieved from that feeling i might be better you know The other thing when people are in situations like that it, we always think it's our, our it's our fault you know mm. i can't stop i can't help myself there you go you're giving your power away but we mm. it's not our fault that's mm. we are wired like that you know mm. we are wired so we've been conditioned from early age as a baby as if you if you hurt yourself oh he's the lollipop you know <laughs> so we we shut up and we don't feel you yeah. know and that's where it comes from we learned that and yeah. then recognizing that it's not your fault you know that's how you've been conditioned but now you have a tool you have your mind we got we, you got me or you or someone else you know let's work on it and and mm. it's it can be done you know if you understand what's happening because when you understand it's powerful okay i'm doing that because of that i'm doing that oh 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 you know that makes sense now but once you understand and you relax into that then you just sit one day and you think oh, okay I, i actually don't need it i'm okay i feel fine because mm-hmm. you're learning to do that emotional labor it's okay to feel mm. 
Yeah. And, and often it does take somebody to hold our hand to show us that it's okay to feel because that might be the first time in somebody's life that they've ever been given the permission to feel their feelings all the way through to let that like ripple through them and then come to that quiet place afterwards and go, oh, wow, that must be all the sadness I had. Guess it's all gone. Am I okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Oh, and that lovely lady, you know, who's, who, whose office I'm sitting in or whose Zoom call I'm across from or whatever that might be, like, she's still there, still looking at me like I'm not a monster. Like, wow, that's huge, you know? A lot of people have never had that in their lives. And so when we get a chance to offer that, it, it's so beautiful. It is, it is. And it's also the awareness and, and being really brave to say yes to themselves, asking mm. for help and looking to improve something that's not giving you uh, joy in life is a huge thing, you know? It, it's, it's saying yes to yourself. It's self-love. Asking for mm. help is self-love. Mm. You, you are putting yourself, you know, first for you because you without you is no you <laughs> yeah yeah oh i love it this has been so good this has been so good debbie I'm, i so appreciate it um i'm just looking at our time and i feel like we could talk forever <laughs> and and i just want to respect you might have more appointments later or whatever um I'm going to go hang out with my family after this, which I'm really looking forward to. Beautiful. So uh, before, before we hang up, is there any, are there any like last words of wisdom that you might want to share with our audience? Anything, any other like oh, think, riveting things that you want to share? How much time do we have? I'm joking. <laughs> no. Hours? Um, words of wisdom coming from me. love yourself try to like if you can start doing something well i can share this i've started recently doing something and it didn't come from me i've learned it from other people what would give me joy now hmm. what would give me joy what can i do next that will give me joy hmm. i think that's so powerful you know, if, if you are sitting, watching TV, feeling bored, what will give mm. me joy? You know, if I go, I don't know, wash my hair, <laughs> you know, or open the fridge, for Have example, or read the book, or turn the TV off, or watch the documentary, go watch the YouTube video. What will give me joy? There's so much. So it's again up to us. We have a choice. We have a choice to direct our life in any direction we want. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter. It will never be done anyway. You know? <laughs> it will never be done. You know, there's always more and more you want. More and more that you want to know, find out. It will never be done. So relax in that. What gives mm. me joy right now? What can I do now to feel joy? No philosophy. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. 
Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Debbie. It's been a thank you for pleasure. having me here. Yeah. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you, if they're curious about your work, or if they feel called to to you know book sessions with you or interact with you somehow, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, my website become therapy.com. Okay. Leave the message and I will get in touch with anyone who is willing, who is willing to make a change in their life. I would love to be there to help. Beautiful. Website is the best or Instagram page, Facebook page, same become therapy. Yeah. Beautiful. I just I'll want to sure. say a huge, huge thank you for mm. what you do. Acknowledge mm. you do for, I'm not going to say small people, but we are not Joe Dispenza, you know, nope. big people. But I think, as I said before about leaders, we all have something to share. And having a chance like this and a platform like this, what you are doing with your channel and your podcast is a brilliant thing what you do for all of us, not me, but all of us, you know, for something like this to be available that we can all share and tap into this, what we all have to offer is a brilliant thing and well done for doing this. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much, Debbie. I really appreciate that. I just like soaking it up. It's like, good job. It's, <laughs> it's really doing great job. <laughs> mm, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Before you go anywhere else, just do me a favor. Like, subscribe, and comment. If you got something amazing out of this video, let me know what it was. If you're feeling really generous, I would absolutely appreciate it if you shared it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever your favorite platform is. There is so much to be shared and so much to be seen and so much to be revealed and so much to be healed. And I'm here with you all the way. I see you. I love you. I'm here with you. I am you. And I love you. Thank you for being here with me today. Have a beautiful day. Remember to smile a little bright in somebody's day and you'll feel way better for it.